Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into, but before I do that, just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. Again, I appreciate everybody that that listens. Next, if you are sick of just focusing on weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one or two bottlenecks outside of the training and nutrition protocol that we figure out that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. So if you're interested in that, there's a link in the show notes, or you can reach out to me on Instagram which I'll go over here in a minute and we can continue that conversation. If you aren't interested in full coaching, I do also do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next couple months for you. If you're not interested in either of those, but you do want to learn more about body recomp, my methods and things like that, I have my 75-minute masterclass on body recomp, what it is, how to do it. And again, you can also find that link in the show notes. And then lastly, I have my Instagram Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. And that's where I'm most active. You can reach out to me with any questions and whatnot there. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So what I want to talk about is how a, what a client's training cycle looks like for muscle growth. So I'm going to go over how I progress my training and how I have clients progress their training. I think the biggest takeaway from this before we really dive into it though, is that training is never, it should never be super easy, especially for extended periods of time. Now, I think that if you have something going on or there's other life circumstances, I think that that could change that, right? That would be the time that I would look at it. And again, maybe certain weeks we dial back intensity. Okay. So we never trading, if training's always easy, I feel like you're going to be missing out on results, right? But it also shouldn't be to the point to where you're maxing out and going balls to the wall every week. You're not going to be able to sustain that. You don't have to just push it every single session you're progressing. That again, isn't sustainable either. There is going to be this wave-like fashion to it that we'll talk about. One other thing, this is how I do it, right? So this doesn't mean other ways are right or wrong. I have just found this way of doing things to be the best for progress, but also sustainability over long periods of time, which again is super important, right? So let's dive into it. All right. So most training phases are going to last. So there's a lot of terminology here. I think the big thing is when I say a client's phase, they're typically going to last for about four to 12 weeks. Okay. And this is going to depend on a few things that I'll go over here in a minute, but within that, what does four to 12 weeks mean? Is it like you're doing something completely different every four to 12 weeks? It's we're going to, what we're going to try to do in that four to 12 weeks of one training cycles, we're going to try to progress. We're going to keep the same lifts in the rep ranges are going to stay the same. And we're going to try to progress those after that phase is over. We might make some exercise adjustments. We might throw in a little bit different rep ranges. Maybe we make some small changes, but very rarely do it for client that's trying to improve their look. Is it ever going to be like, oh, hey, this phase we're training this way. And then the next phase, it's going to be absolutely, it's just going to be completely different. That's never the case, right? So there is going to be some similarities, but typically these phases last four to 12 weeks. Okay. So the exact timeline is going to come down to how they are progressing and recovering, right? So if they're progressing well, they're recovering well, 
the phase might last a little bit longer. If they're not progressing well, they're not really recovering, this phase might last a little bit shorter. Okay. So you can start to see, I think experience is going to be key on this as well too. I think more experienced lifters are probably going to, if they're pushing it regularly and slowly progressing over time, they're going to fall closer to this like four to eight week mark, right? Somebody that's newer, again, they're not necessarily lifting super heavy weights or just trying to get things dialed in. They may fall closer to this 12 week mark, right? So that's going to also play a role there. But I think the big thing is going to be how they're progressing and recovering. Again, if somebody, there was a recent study that came out at Brad Schoenfeld talked about, I think Menno Hensemans also talked about it as well, where if you just take these pre-planned deloads and it's like, you're progressing well, you're recovering well, and you could keep going. It's like these deloads probably are going to negatively impact, like they're not going to, you're not going to lose muscle per se. And that's not going to be a negative, but you're going to be missing out on some gains if you're just taking these deloads when you don't need to. So it's better to be a little bit more reactive to it in terms of, Hey, things are really slowed down. My progressions are slowing down. I'm feeling beat up. Okay. It's probably a time where we want to start to look at taking a deload. Now, can you maybe sleep better? Can you maybe just deload one body part? There's different ways that we can go about it, but generally that's how I do deloads now, but we'll talk about that. Also things going on in their life. Okay. So things like vacations, busy times, recovery, et cetera. So if a client has a vacation coming up, maybe that's going to be a time when we deload, right? Uh, again, Typically, maybe we would go a couple more weeks, but since they're going on vacation, next week's a good time to take a deload. Busy times, maybe they have something with work, they have to travel for work, or they have just a lot of events going on in one week. That could be a good time where, hey, maybe we take, we dial back the intensity, we take a deload next week, the phase is going to be over, right? Yeah, we could push through, but that's, you're probably not going to progress. And it's just best if we take a deload. And again, recovery as well, too. So if, you're having a period of time where maybe sleep's going to be poor because of something you have going on. Maybe you have a newborn that, hey, you're having a new baby next week. All right, that might be a time where we're going to deload. So the exact timeline is going to come down to how they're progressing and recovering, but then also things that they have going on in their life. And so you can see where, and then experience as well too. Like I said, I find that people that are more experienced are generally going to be on the lower end, four to eight weeks people that have been training for less time, probably closer to six to 12 weeks. But in this particular example that I'm going to go over today, I'm going to give you an example of a six-week training phase. Okay. This is probably the most common now and around the time where people start to get fatigued, right? So this is going to be a six-week training phase that we're going to go through. Again, it could be longer. It could be shorter depending on this. I think if you go anything shorter than four weeks regularly, you're probably trying to push things too hard. Maybe your recovery can be improved. If you're regularly having to go, like you can go over 12 weeks, you, I feel like you are not pushing yourself in your training enough, right? So there's this fine line of four to 12 weeks ends up being that kind of timeline there. But again, if you fall outside of those things, you could probably push it up now, or you could increase your intensity or dial it back. Now, if you're somebody that has been training for a while and like I said, maybe you're at eight to 10 weeks, you're still in this range, but you've been training for a while. I still think you have some room to increase your intensity. I think the sweet spot's going to be that like six-ish week mark. And that's why I picked six weeks. But again, it can it just depends, right? If you're progressing, recovering, that's good. Keep doing that. Maybe you, maybe your intensity can be picked up a little bit, but again, don't just deload because we said six weeks, right? But again, I'm going to do a six-week training program for a client. All right. So let's dive into it. Week one, what is this going to look like? In this first week of a training phase, this is the, the, in this week, the goal is to get a good baseline with all your new exercises. As I talked about initially, after a training, a new training phase starts, we're going to throw in potentially some new exercises, right? We're never going to just throw in every, every exercise is going to be completely different. And it's probably going to be maybe one to two per workout, maybe one to two per body part or something like that. Or maybe they all stay the same, right? That, that 
can't happen sometimes. I do feel like eventually though, that can only last for so long, like maybe two phases in a row. Can you keep everything the same before a client's like, all right, give me something new. And just from experience, that's how I feel as well too. So with myself, but in this first week, if you do have new exercises, we're going to get a good baseline there. All right. So you're going to be two to three RAR in this first week, right? You're going to keep a couple reps in the tank. You're not going to push yourself to failure because if you do, it's a new exercise. Soreness is probably going to be pretty high. And then it's going to be, we just don't want to have excessive soreness in this first week. And again, we want to set ourselves up for progression in future weeks. So if you go balls to the wall in this first week, you're going to end up falling on that. Like after week three, you're going to need a deload type of situation. So we want to also make sure that, Hey, we get a good stimulus, but we're also leaving some of the tank to be able to progress in the weeks forward. So this means for exercises that have been in for a few training cycles, you push, but not to the point of failure yet. Leave a rep or two in the tank at that point. You're not trying to max out in this first week. And I want to make note that training won't be easy, but you also shouldn't be like pushing to failure on every single exercise in this week. Okay. So there is going to be a little bit of holding yourself back a little bit, but you also, it shouldn't be easy, right? I think people hear two to three RAR and they think, oh, that's easy training. Like it's not going to be easy, but it also, again, shouldn't be to where you're training balls a wall. We want to make sure that we set ourselves up for progression later and avoid excessive soreness in this first week of a training block or training phase. All right. So we go to week two, right? Week one, you got your baseline down. You practice movement on the new exercises. You found a pretty good baseline there with them. Maybe you overshot, maybe you undershot, and then we can go over what that looks like. But either way, you got a good baseline down. It was a decent week of workouts. Obviously you could have done more, but you also didn't push yourself super hard. So what you do in week two now is you would make any adjustments you need to from the previous week. Okay. So if you did too much weight on something, maybe you overshot the weight and you went way under the rep range that was assigned, then maybe you decrease weight a little bit, or maybe you keep it the same. And now you just know that, Hey, I'm going to just try to increase reps from there on this. If you undershot, then you increase, right? So if you maybe went too light now to increase weight going into this week, right? So we're just making any adjustments that we want, that we need to in this week. Also, we're probably making some small rep or weight increases on exercises that we have been doing as well too, right? We're going to push that intensity up a little bit. We're going to try to make training a little bit tougher. So training intensity should go up a bit, but you still shouldn't be pushing everything to the max yet in week two. Okay. You're still, you're not getting your feet wet. You're just going a little past that intensity should pick up. Things should start to get a little bit harder. Like I said, you're going to make some rep increases. Maybe you start to make some weight increases on some lifts from the previous week, but we're still not pushing things all the way to failure. Maybe some easier exercises, you start to get closer to one RIR. Maybe your compound lifts, you're still at two, three RIR, just still getting in the groove with it. But in trading intensity should be a little bit higher in this week too. All right. So then we have week three. Now this is where we really start to push some progressions. Okay. Again, you can, obviously you have two weeks now of you know, making adjustments, having a good idea where you need to be. So now you're going to try to increase your like reps or weight at this point, right? Some exercises may not go up. So I don't think it's feasible to be like every single exercise is going to go up either rep or weight or both, but you at least want to see a few increases via reps or weight, right? And this is where, again, training is going to start to pick up a little bit more here in week three of the training cycle. Again, we're not going balls to the wall. You're not leaving. You're not trying to set your most absolute PRs. You're not trying to leave the gym just absolutely thrashed, but intensity is going to be noticeably a little bit higher in this phase, noticeably a little bit higher. It's going to be a little bit higher in, in, in this week, right? But again, we're still not pushing ourselves super close to failure. This is a week where, yeah, you're going to start to really make some progressions in your training. 
All right. So week four, now we're going to continue to push progression. So that means that training's again, going to continue to get tougher this week. We may start to add in some intensity techniques like mile rep sets, rest, pause, partials, et cetera. And this is again, going to be based on recovery, right? And, and soreness. So somebody's not sore in a certain area, maybe, Hey, we're going to add in a little bit more volume. Again, we're going to add in those mile reps and rest pause is a way to increase intensity a little bit. We may add in some like partials, again, another way to force progression there. And so this is where like focusing on recovery outside of the gym starts to become more important. What's always important, but now it's, it becomes more important, right? We want to make sure that we're sleeping well. We want to make sure that we're getting good nutrition in throughout the day. We're getting in solid nutrition around our workouts. We're managing our stressors outside of the gym because it is going to start to be more important here at this point, right? Again, we had these first three weeks where we were ramping things up a little bit. And now this is where training is going to start to get tough. You're going to start to get closer to failure on everything. You're going to start to each rep and set is going to start to get tougher. You're going to start to feel your workouts a little bit more mentally. You might start to feel it a little bit more as well too this week where it's, oh man, I got to go in and push it again. Not everything is going to go up this week, right? But we want to be making sure that we're making at least some progressions in this week. And the feeling, the workouts should feel noticeably tougher now at this point. Great. So week four, you start to push it. You're starting to feel it. We added in some intensity techniques. You're really trying to make sure that your recovery outside of the gym is good. So now we have week five. So this is going to be another tough week of pushing progressions where you can get, not everything is going to go up. Not every exercise is going to go up with everything. You're going to, you're going to try to make sure that at least the first couple lifts and the workout are going up. And then you're looking for some progressions elsewhere as well too. You should be starting to get pretty close to failure on multiple lifts. Maybe not your compound lifts, your big lifts. Maybe we're still leaving a rep or two in the tank there, but biceps, bicep curls, lateral raises, maybe some tricep stuff, calf stuff, your accessory type work, you're probably going to be at failure or at least right there to it, very close to it. That's going to be, that's going to make training more intense. And again, where maybe we start to, maybe we add in more intensity techniques like mile rep sets or partials on certain lifts, depending on your recovery and how you feel in that exercise. This, I feel like once you get to week four, five, six, this is where these are the weeks where you add them, like where you're going to make the most change over time, right? Because you're really pushing it. You're really trying to push yourself in these weeks. You're trying to make those progressions. I feel like adding reps and weight may start to really get tough. And you may start to feel it a bit mentally as well, too. Even if you felt it in week four, you're going to start to feel it even more. So again, this is where like recovery outside is going to be important. You make sure you're getting good sleep. Again, sleep's always important, but I think it's a little bit more important here during these weeks. And again, these are the weeks where you really make that change long-term. I feel like this is where if you if things aren't aligned outside of the gym and you mentally don't really want to push yourself or you find that these weeks, the client ends up getting less consistent, this is where you end up really slowing down progress by not having these weeks. And these are the weeks where it's tough. You're going to push yourself. Ideally, this, we, we want to make sure that things are moving here. But like I said, this is these are the weeks where like people start to either, again, they, they get like mentally fatigued and they don't want to go to the gym. Motivation goes down. So they maybe they skip or they get sick or things come up. And so this is where it's like things outside of the gym need to be aligned here. I'm going to go over this again at some point. It's okay if like you can't have these weeks every single training phase, but if you never have these weeks in a training cycle or throughout the year, it's like you're going to be maintaining your muscle and maybe you build a little bit, but you're really going to be missing out on seeing progress muscle building wise if you don't have these weeks where you really push yourself in this training phase. And again, this is where you have to align everything as well too, where it's the client has something where they can work out, but they're like traveling. Okay, maybe we save these weeks for later on. So then that extends the training phase as well too. But you could see where when things pop up outside of the gym, 
like travel or something like that, where it's really hard to have these weeks where you can push yourself because when you travel, it's going to be harder to do these things. And this is where the consistency aspect of it, I think becomes super important. All right. So again, we're doing a six week training phase here. This is the example. Week six, final week, you're probably ready for a lighter week. It's a good sign that it's last week of the phase, right? You're going to go in and be like, man, this is going to be a tough workout. Like after week five, you should probably be like, Ooh, that's going to be tough. Those workouts were tough. You had to push yourself, but it's, Hey, you still got one more week left and you should be feeling it where it's all right. I definitely am ready for me maybe a new training phase. I'm ready for a lighter week. If that's the case, that's a good sign, right? It's a good sign that you've been pushing yourself and that you need a lighter week. So again, in this week, you may not increase everything, but if you push yourself, you should be able to improve on multiple lifts. You might have to grind out a few reps and you likely have some reps and sets you don't want to do. You might have a lot of reps and sets you don't want to do, but that's a good sign, right? That's I think that's a good sign that you're, you're like, oh man, this is going to be tough to get to that number. That's good. And those are going to be the reps and sets that you really make progress. And again, making sure you are focusing on recovery is a high priority for you to be able to progress in in these last few weeks. So like I mentioned in week five, again, week six is going to be tough. You're going to mentally probably feel like it's going to be, you don't want to go to the gym. Things are going to be really hard and that can weigh on you. That adds fatigue. But this is again, a week where you want to make sure you show up, you are focused, you push through and you get some maybe rep weight increases here during this week. And again, you're going to be going to failure on multiple lifts. Again, maybe on compound lifts, we're closer to one IR. Maybe there's a couple compound lifts where you do go to failure depending on what it is. Isolation movement should pretty much be at zero RIR at this point. Again, we're have intensity techniques. So again, you could see where nutrition, sleep, and that stuff plays a big role. All right. So you did it. You made it through the training phase. You really pushed it. You made some progressions. Now it's time for a lighter week. Okay. So this is, this would be a deload week. Okay. So this is where we're going to go lighter now. So depending on how the client feels, right? So if they felt like they were super beat up, mentally very fatigued. They they just really felt the that training phase. This it's going to th- that's going to uh warrant, you know, how we go about this deload. But you typically what I do in a lighter week is intensity is going to go down, so RER is going to probably be like 4 plus RER. Again, it's dependent on the person, but expect at least 3 to 4 RER plus. Sets, I do drop sets for everybody. Say they do three, they're going to drop down to two. So we, I will find a way to drop sets because we do want to drop volume, especially for hypertrophy goals. Weight, we might drop weight, might have them drop 10 to 15%. If a client's feeling like, okay, they're not feeling super bad, again, we'll drop intensity down to three to four IR. Maybe we'll drop sets, but then maybe we keep weight the same. Maybe if they're newer trainee, they don't have a ton of experience, we'll definitely keep weight the same. But if you're feeling super beat up, you lift pretty heavy weight, you're pretty experienced, we may also drop weight during this week. We may also drop reps. That's another way to really drop volume here as well. So instead of if you had like something in the 10 to 15 rep range, maybe it's in the six to 10 rep range for this week. So that can be another way. And two, again, if they're also feeling really beat up, they have a lot going on. We may also drop how many days they train in that week as well too. Again, somebody that is really feeling it, we may drop everything on them where intensity is going down, sets are going down, weights going down, reps are going down, how many days they train can go down. Again, it's very individual to the client. Some clients are like, Hey, this week I only need, I I'm feeling it. I want to go to three days. I want to keep weight the same. Intensity is going down. Sets are going down. That's another great way to do it as well too. There's uh, Again, you can do all of the above or a combo of each one. There's no wrong way to deload. The biggest thing is that you want to have a lighter week, not only physically, but mentally as well. It's nice to have that week every after pushing it for a couple of weeks to have that week where you can just go in and dial back that intensity a little bit. But again, this is something that you'll... Again, if you feel like you need this after three to four weeks... You need to look at recovery. You need to look at how you are pushing your training. You could be going too intense. If you feel like you don't need this after 12 weeks or longer, again, you probably need to increase your intensity and whatnot there. Not recover less because that's we don't want to do that, but just increasing the intensity at which you push a training. 
All right. So that's it. So I want to do some take home points here. Those last few weeks in the training cycle are important. That's where you really push progress. If this is the, if the, if you get through four weeks of a training phase and then now it's, oh, I need new exercises. I need a lighter week. I need to do, and you don't have these weeks where you really push it. Cause it's like mentally, you're like, oh, I just want to switch things up now at this point, you're going to be missing out on some progress, right? These last few weeks are the ones where you can really push it. But also, like I said too, this is where people start to get less consistent because they are starting to feel a little bit more, or maybe they just have a lot of things that are going on and they can't get consistent with training. So they end up when you're not consistent with training, whether that be things come up or you're not motivated or whatever, you miss out on that period of time to be able to really push. So like, for example, if you have a week where, you know, you're training four times a week and then it gets to around week four and now you're starting to get inconsistent. And then it's like, you either get sick, which again, is out of your control, but you get sick or you just have a lot of stuff come up and you're like, I can't make it to the gym this week. And you can only get two workouts in. It's like, you don't want to, if you're in week four or five, you don't want to just go to pushing it to the extreme in that week after being less consistent, you have to almost start back over slightly or go back a couple weeks. So you could see where if you can't build, put together a stretch of like consistent training, you'll get to the point where again, you're not like losing progress or not. You're like not losing it. You might be losing out on some, but you're not going to be like going backwards. You're going to be maintaining. It really is important to to push through these last couple of weeks in, in the training phase. Cause that's where you can really make progress. Now you may have some cycles where that can't happen. Again, things come up. I get it. Like it's not feasible for regular everyday people to be able to do this all the time. So you may have a couple of training cycles that just don't go great. I've had a few, right? I had a couple, not this last one, but the time before I had a training cycle where at the end I got sick and it, I just wasn't able to progress at the end. Right. And it's that sucks, but Hey, it is what it is. It's not like that happens all the time. This training cycle I just finished was able to go an extra week. was able to really push it. Then it gets sick. And Hey, again, that's just going to happen from time to time. But at some point, if you want to continue building more muscle, you need to have some cycles that include those weeks. You need to have those phases where you do really push yourself and challenge yourself in the last couple of weeks. The good news is that even if you can't push it in those last few weeks, every cycle, you will still build muscle. It just may be a little bit slower. So I don't want you to, again, think that you're not going to make any progress. It's just if you want to keep making more progress, you want to make the best progress possible definitely want to have some weeks like this. So that's it. Hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this gives you an idea on how to push your training and really to make sure that you understand that, Hey, these last couple of weeks are important and the importance of just sticking with a training cycle for at least six weeks, four to six weeks, if not longer there on that. That's it for this episode. Let me know if you guys have any questions and I will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.